Hi, Joel. It's a great pleasure to have you on my podcast. And for the people who don't know you yet, can you a short description who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. First, you thanks, Spiros, for the opportunity today. Uh, my name is Joel Spieth, and I'm the general manager of the IBM Cloud for Financial Services. My mission at IBM is to help our banking, insurance, and financial markets clients achieve the cloud-based transformation goals that they're after, leveraging our hybrid cloud solutions. You know, uh, it's a good point you, you brought up. It's a, we're talking about today about cloud, public hybrid cloud. Can you elaborate a little bit, you know, about the challenges uh, the industry has? You know, I mean, we're much better off than we used to be, but we, there's still huge potential ahead of us. But what are the challenges for the insurance and banking industries at this moment, yeah, yeah. Which, you, which you successfully, we're going to go into this as well afterwards with your clients, discuss it. But in general, so for, the, for our audience, what, what, what's the short history in terms of where, where are we now? Yeah, yeah. great question, Spiro. So, so where we are now, we, we, we like to refer to it as chapter one. So banks have moved some kind of um, lightweight, less data sensitive workloads up to the public cloud um, at this point, right? Mobile um, applications, web applications, online interfaces. But the reality of it is that banks and insurance companies wanna digitally transform their business back to front. And this is even more important now due to COVID-19, which is, as you know, and everyone knows, has changed consumer buying uh, and online interaction behavior significantly. And, you know, the thing, Spiros, is cloud is, um, it's an enabler for these transformations. Um, without cloud, they wouldn't really be able to, to start to think about the art of the possible when they want to transform back to front. Yeah, I believe that as well. I mean, but uh, for people, I mean, my audiences, uh, CFOs, all kinds of people, you know, fintechs, you know, I think your solution, if I understood correctly, when we talked before about it, affects many industries. It's not only incumbents. I mean, is it also about the partnerships? Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So um, we believe in um, hybrid cloud. Um, we believe that's the best approach for highly regulated industries, such as financial services. We believe in multi-cloud. Um, so we believe that developers um, that are designing applications and, and modernizing the technology for these companies want to have innovation and choice. And the other thing is, um, we believe that this is a new ecosystem where companies want to leverage software as a service capabilities as because they're fast. It allows them to quickly get value. And uh, so we've created a, a cloud architecture and cloud capabilities that really enable all those companies uh, to come together. Um, you know, before taking on this role at IBM, I ran uh, cloud platforms for the consumer banking division of Citigroup. And also in my role now, I spend my days speaking with CIOs in the financial services in industry. And I know from um, all these experiences that there's a huge struggle to get to the cloud and to make those transformations happen. Uh, we know um, through our uh, IBM research that less than 16% 
of the sensitive workloads, well, I should say less than 16% of all workloads of these companies have made it to the public cloud. The sensitive workloads, which are the 84% out there that haven't made it, um, when you, if you sat down and, and had dinner with the CIO, they would talk about the blockers and analysts would talk about these blockers, right? And they would say that it's risk and security concerns that are keeping them from putting their trust out there in these public clouds. And we've designed a cloud that is um, completely focused on enabling these transformations. And that brings uh, not only a rich developer experience, which everyone is looking for, but it brings a unique uh, set of security and capabilities that don't exist in the market today. Do you believe that um, uh, from the, this, uh, this ratio you mentioned before between public and private cloud, you know, will that shift more to public for those financial institutions, insurance and bankings? Or will the proportion be usually the number you mentioned before, 16, 84%? Now, so we believe in hybrid cloud, so we, we don't believe everything will ever move to the public cloud. We just mm -hmm. don't think that makes logical sense. Um, you know, there's um, uh, heavy investment from these firms and mainframe capabilities that, are, that support really enormous transactional volumes. And there's a lot of data residency pieces that will continue to make hybrid cloud the right choice um, for these um, heavily regulated industries. That being said, there are capabilities in that public cloud um, uh, construct that they really want access to. And they want access yes, to yes. the ability. Yeah, so they, they want to. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Spiros. No, no, such as I meant, you know. Oh, such as, yeah, I was kidding. So, um, so examples of those are uh, workloads where they they uh, they have they want to have more access to their data and leveraging that data and running it through artificial intelligence mechanisms and machine learning mechanisms that require tremendous horizontal compute scale that they just can't do today. Some of the large banks would say, "Well, we can do that," but um, but but um, as this um, need becomes greater and greater, it reaches a point of of an economic threshold that's just not possible. And then the, the you know the mid tier smaller tier banks and insurance companies they, they they simply just can't afford it. So this is what one of the the features that um, cloud unlocks for them. And you know what we've created is we've done something very unique. We um, to help um, our customers with these transformations, we have created private cloud security and an enterprise grade cloud. So, you know, um, IBM has decades of supporting mission critical banking insurance workloads, right? And we took that experience and we, we made a few acquisitions. One of the acquisitions we made was a regulatory advisory firm that uh, was started by a past member of the OCC and is composed of regulators. These, these people now um, are looking at uh, policies. Um, so we looked at 76 worldly policies and took those policies and codified a controls framework. We then did a second acquisition, uh, a company called Spanugo. And Spanugo has a very rich regulatory technology software capability. And we use that capability to codify the controls 
into our cloud technology stack. And the is value that, you get. Sorry, what? sorry. Is this too? Uh, is that what you think differentiates you uh, to your competitors? I mean, people who listen here. I mean, you hear a lot of big competitors, but. Do you think uh, the two things you mentioned before and uh, interrupted you, but uh, is what differentiate IBM from its competitors in Absolutely. terms of the edge? Absolutely. Um, the private cloud security I mentioned, which offers, we leverage mainframe um, technology that allows us to encrypt data at rest and in memory and provide a technology assurance to our customers that we don't have access to their data. Now, many of the cloud service providers will give you an operational assurance that they don't have access to your data. So they'll say that due to processes they've put in place, their um, administrators can't access the data. We provide a technology assurance. It's impossible for us to access the data. The second thing then is this controls framework, which we have this great a uh, company that's now part of IBM services called Promontory that is a conscience for the framework. So as the regulatory landscape is changing around the world, um, we are keeping up with those changes. We are then um, updating the controls framework that we've created, and then we are dropping those controls in and codifying them into our cloud. And this is fantastic for our customers because they get to accelerate their journey to transformation. Uh, you know, the struggle to get to cloud is real. You know, um, as I speak with all these various CIOs and in my prior experience, as I mentioned, the situation is these companies are spending three, four, five years, heavy investments, trying to get to a point where they have achieved continuous compliance so that they feel comfortable that they have met the security needs and the regulatory risk needs to operate in the cloud and unlock these benefits that we've talked Which about. Which is a very important thing in the industry you're playing in. I mean, the financial industry, regulation, uh, the, I mean, people always say it's so hard to get into because of all the regulations out there. And if exactly. you want to be a player, it's, it's, you know, it's much more difficult. I mean, one of the cases it's easy to read is Bank of America, you know, uh, why do you think Bank of America and others, uh, maybe you want to mention somebody in Europe or in Asia, uh, went with your solution, you know? Yeah, yeah. so we have, um, we have uh, MUFG is a client in Asia, uh, largest bank in Japan. We have BNP Paribas over in Europe. We have Bank of America here in uh, North America. And we have many other banks that we're speaking with right now. And you know, I need to I need to go to Brian Moynihan. Brian Moynihan is, um, as you know, CEO of the year. Um, he is the CEO of Bank of America. He was recently in a fireside chat that was sponsored by Tanium, another one of our partners. And in that um, in that uh, fireside chat, it was all CEOs and all chief information security officers. And it was this a, a great conversation where they were asking questions to Brian. And one of the, the people in the audience asked, so tell me about cloud, your thoughts on cloud. And, you know, he said it's paramount to get to cloud. It's paramount to get to cloud the right way with the right security 
and the right regulatory compliance. And he said, and that's why we're doing this with IBM Cloud. And sure. uh, if I, I interrupt you again, is, I mean, Bank of America and other players too, but they're also famous, they, they work with many partners, you know, technology partners, fintechs. How does your solution play into that kind of vision and, and, and kind of operation uh, strategy? That's great. So our real mission here, right, with, with this cloud capability we created is to de-risk the entire financial services industry, right? So um, what we've created is not only powerful for our customers, it's powerful for the um, software as a service companies, right? Because a software as a service company today might spend six to 10 or 12 months, every customer they have just getting compliant with that customer's control set. And that's a lot of money for that um, provider, right? Each time they do that. But also it's lost opportunity. It's lost opportunity for the customer of those services that wants to use them as fast as possible. And it's lost opportunity for the software as a service company. We have 56 software as a service companies today, and that's grown 90 days ago, we were at around 30. So it's growing rapidly. Tomorrow it'll be, it'll be more. 56 that have committed to our moving on to our financial uh, our financial services cloud committed to the controls framework and achieving that continuous compliance because they know once they've done that then they are ready to go for the next customer and it accelerates their uh, time to market and time to value with their customers and um, this was a huge part of why Bank of America was interested is they wanted to de-risk their fourth party risk, right? So this gives, this now they know that their, their uh, SaaS providers are adhering to this compliance framework. This compliance framework is really rich, Spiros. It allows you that when something goes out of compliance, you can immediately get an event that could go to your security team or it could go to your, uh, your uh, one of your monitoring centers. And on top of that, at, with the push of a button, you can look at uh, reports that tell you if you're in compliance and you can store those reports have demonstrable evidence of compliance over time. And as a customer, so as a bank using a SaaS provider, they want those abilities from their SaaS providers, right? And it reduces costs for them because they don't have to spend as much time auditing and they get more confidence because they can see more often that their SaaS providers are uh, operating to the standards they need them to. Joel, I mean, one thing uh, which I see fintechs embrace and big players as well, it just takes a little longer, but it's much more complicated, but everyone wants to provide better customer experience and uh, everyone wants to, you know, we are so spoiled by apples, by Amazon, by you name it in terms of uh, in the retail business, etc how we experience certain services. How does cloud play into that? You know, how does cloud improve cost? Uh, uh, how does cl your cloud services, IBM's, help your big clients at Bank of America to exceed customer experience, to, to make a better customer experience? That's, that's great, yeah. Um, so, in several ways. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. We as consumers are so demanding, aren't we? We want more and more and better technology. We want better interactions. 
um, and and um, uh, we want to work with companies that are innovative that are offering those um, services for us. With um, with cloud and our capabilities, not only do you have this rich portfolio of ISDs that are are innovating constantly, right? But cloud, um, we have over as I mentioned before, two hundred plus cloud services today that uh, developers can use to innovate. And you know, some of those include our Watson and artificial intelligence capability, and it's an open cloud at heart. So it includes all of the open Red Hat capabilities, um, which are powerful. And if you think about it, in an, in an old traditional world um, that isn't cloud, developers are waiting a lot. They're waiting on technology to be available to them. They're waiting on the ability for one team or another team to be done with their part of the project, and it's slow, right? My experience is that many of the companies, less than 70% of a developer's time is spent not writing the code that creates value, that value we're talking about of those features that we want as consumers. Mm -hmm. Cloud, through all the automation it brings, and, a, and, and the rich development experience we bring. So it's really about that developer and that developer being able to write that code. We can improve that. So some of these large banks, you know, they have three, four, five, some of them 15,000 developers, right? 70% of them not adding value is a challenge, right? So for every 10, 20, 30%, we can add there where they're writing more code that's more feature rich and we're getting that to market faster that creates the light for customers, right? But also, and, I mean, to deal with this big data you have, the analytics to, to give good recommendations, I mean, all the stuff we used to from Spotify to, I mean, we're talking about different industries, but banks have, all big institutions have the same issues if they have customers. So it's, it's a very demanding, uh, I think, uh, you know, I mean, demanding infrastructure, which needs to be scalable. Absolutely. To provide the customer experience. So it is all about the data, right? It's about the data and having the ability to process that data at um, incredible speed so that you get quick insights out of it, or you can feed it into artificial intelligence and machine learning capabilities and take automated action on it. It's all about the data. And that's why it's so important to unlock these 84% of the workloads that are sitting back. That makes a lot of sense. Because they're, they're back there today and they don't have this massive scale of a cloud to scale horizontally and process that data fast. That's one challenge. The second challenge is the data is frequently landlocked. It's very difficult to get that data out of these applications quickly and feed it into these artificial intelligence capabilities that, that, that require horizontal scalability. This is at the root of why companies want to digitally transform back to front. They wanna do all of it. They don't wanna just do the easy workloads that are an overlay on this. They wanna get at the heart and soul of the technology that's running their business. And this is why our cloud is so special. We bring those capabilities and we knock down those blockers for our customers. You know, and uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, so you know, so people don't forget, 
Uh, I mean, you mentioned the compliance issue, the security, the, uh, how you can deal with with this very highly regulated industry. And I mean, there's. It used to be that people were saying it's it's you know we can't go public cloud etc. or the hybrid model as much as we want because of regulation. But if IBM obviously does with showing with your clients you have Bank America etc. BNB Paribas. You you solve those uh, you 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 address the fears many of those banks have the securities fear not being uh, not uh, you know all these fears that's where you grow you're addressing those fears directly if I understand correctly the beginning that's exa that's exactly right you know we want to remove the blockers and the friction to accomplish cloud-based business transformation. And that's the heart and soul of everything we're doing right now through our hybrid cloud technology and our IBM cloud for financial services is getting right at the root of those risk and security challenges and making sure that we can accelerate those journeys for our customer. Right now they're doing large deals, maybe with other cloud service providers and they've got big hopes and aspirations but they're not getting very far on those journeys. Uh, we, We've we heard of failures in the industry where people spend a lot of money on cloud, but uh, it's a whole different ball game when it comes to insurance and banking, I think. It's, you know. Yeah, it's, the, it's these heavily regulated industries. And if you think about the hyperscalers, um, so these are the other cloud, general cloud service providers, they're building a cloud for everyone. You know, they're building cloud for small, uh, mom and pop retail shops. They're building a cloud for, you know, mining industries. They're building a general purpose cloud. We're building a cloud for heavily regulated industries. And specifically, I'm here representing today, the one we're building for financial services. This is an extremely differentiated cloud that is addressing the challenges of the financial services industry. You know, it's like, you know, it's like the difference between going to a dyno and going to some somewhere where it's very special, where they provide very few things, but those things are excellent. It's not that diners are not good. For people who don't know, I've been living in America for a long time. You know, the diners are okay, but they have a lot on the menu. And I believe, I believe in your philosophy to focus, uh, you know, in an industry because it's hard enough. You know, you can't provide for everyone the same solution. You know, each industry in the banking and financial industry as a whole, which is highly regulated, it, it makes a lot of sense if, uh, if like IBM does, and I think IBM is one of the few, maybe the only player who's ahead of the curve when it comes to cloud services specifically for, for this industry. If I, you know, that's the, what I hear as well. You know, and uh, that's what you explained to us. You know, it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's uh, you can't provide cloud services in industry if you don't have the experience to provide it. That's exactly right. And you know, IBM has decades of experience working with financial services firms. We have decades of experience running highly mission mission critical systemic banking workloads and core insurance workloads, and we're bringing this experience to focus on this uh, market. We're creating our own market here, which is a highly differentiated vertical financial services cloud that is helping our customers transform back to front. 
you know, and the, what I always look at fintech companies and, and other companies, I come from the hedge fund industry originally. I think the clients you have prove uh, that what you provide is extremely valuable to them, you know, because all those big players can choose among anyone. And uh, I believe, you know, I, I think you're on the right track. I mean, obviously you are. And I think it's an edge you have to keep up. And that's what you're doing. And I'm glad we were able today to talk about it and uh, give our audience, uh, our global audience, a little view on what you guys are doing, doing very well. Joel, is there one more, one last thing you would like to tell my audience uh, before we close our great podcast? Is it something that to summarize what we talked about today? Thanks, Spiros. Yeah, what I would say is just to remind again that our real mission here is to de-risk the entire digital supply chain of the financial services industry. The ecosystem is critical. Now, without an ecosystem, we really just have a product or we just have a platform. And so we are bringing on these ISVs started at 12, we grew quickly to 30, and just in, in, in a few months, we're already at 56. It's growing daily. And that's what's so powerful about what we're doing. We're bringing on these large banks and insurance firms, and, and small, as well as medium and small tier, and we're, we're building this incredible ecosystem for them to innovate in. And uh, that's what I would leave the audience with. I think uh, well said, you know, it, it benefits incumbents, and it benefits the fintechs who want to work with incumbents and all the players. You know, a, it platform approach. Uh, I think everyone wants to go that path. And the growth rate you mentioned before, when we're talking big players, shows that uh, it appeals to your customers. Thank you very much, Joel, for being on my show. And I hope we see each other in person uh, one day. And again, thanks. Thanks, Spiros. It's been wonderful.